Hey, welcome back to Afternoon Bloom. My name is Rachel Helm, and today I kind of want to be talking about barista competitions. I have just done my first barista competition, so I'd like to dive into that. But before we get to the fun stuff, uh, I wanted to take a minute and thank everybody who came out to the cuppings we hosted in August at Las Chicas del Café. Um, we did our sensory cuppings, fruit and floral breakdowns, and we had so much fun, and so many people came out, and tickets sold so fast, so... Thank you. That was really cool and really affirming that people care about this and we're learning together. And it was just fun to show everybody firsthand all the good things we're talking about on this podcast. So thank you for supporting. Thank you for people who traveled to come. That's so special to me. So thank you. Uh, and if you couldn't get a ticket, don't fret. We will be organizing some soon now that the harvest has kind of arrived and we have roast profiles pretty much developed sort of developed somewhat done uh we're definitely in a better place to be hosting some more so i'm thinking we will still be hosting them on the sundays um at las chicas del cafe in st thomas that kind of works well for us um but yes keep an eye on the instagram we will we will be organizing that soon um, and, uh, you know, we'll work our way through the flavor wheel. We did fruit and floral last time, but maybe we'll do something with spices, something kind of seasonal. Um, yes. So keep an eye out for that. Should be really fun. I love doing it. So um, I hope to keep having fun with that. And on the note of harvest arrivals, I would like to do an episode all about that and what that entails because it's like just so much fun and so crazy and our heads are like run, chickens running around with their heads chopped off for like a few weeks. But I love that. I love a good challenge. Um, I love being uncomfortable with things where you're like, I don't know what to do with this bean. Um, and I like a good challenge. So that's been really cool. So we will do... We will have a conversation about that another time. But yeah, cuppings, harvest, I think that's it. Um, and I competed in the uh, barista competition. So that was a huge, um, what do I even want to say? Uh, I'm looking for a word. Overtaking? Undertaking? Feet. Feet? <laughs> what do you mean? Am I... Like it was a huge feat that you... Oh, feet. You just pointed to my feet. I'm like, am I clicking? <laughs> it was a huge feat. Thank you. That's what we were getting at. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, it was really crazy. Um, and a lot of people have been reaching out like, what is this thing you signed up for? What are you doing? What did I see you on the news for? Uh, and for everybody who saw me on the news, thank you for sending me a text. Um... I still cringe about it a little bit. <laughs> the whole thing, it's just one of those things where you're put in a super uncomfortable, scary, horrifying position. And I had like, as soon as I got off stage, I'm like crying. I'm like laughing, just like all these emotions released, sweating profusely, like all of the good, all of the good things. And then the guy pulls me aside. He's like, let's do an interview really quick. I'm like, oh God. Okay, cool. Let's do it. And apparently everybody saw it. So really caught me in my best moment, but that was fun. So let's talk about what it was that I was doing because I think a lot of people are super excited and a lot of people really want to support me for doing this. Uh, they just don't really know, understand what they're supporting and that's totally cool because it's very intense. I actually was listening to a podcast recently and they were talking about barista competitions and the Specialty Coffee Association and they were like, you don't really want to dive into that uh, 
into that pit right now. Let's get, let's stay on topic for the podcast. And I thought that was so funny. I'm like, yeah, you really need to set aside a chunk of time to go over what the heck this entails. So let's do that today. Basically, uh, the Barista Competition is an annual competition that the Specialty Coffee Association puts on every year. There's one in Canada, there's one in the U.S., they're all over the world, and then there's like levels to it, there's nationals, and then they move on to worlds. So last year, or this year, it's going to be in Australia, I think. Let's not quote me on that, but anyways, you get the sense. It's kind of all over the world, it's a huge thing, um... You only really get to know it if you're inside the coffee community, so don't feel bad if you've never heard about it. But it's kind of this competition that showcases um, the best of the best. So the best barista skills, these amazing coffees, um, really innovative um, innovative techniques and ideas. So it's kind of like the forefront of the baristas compete in this competition. So as a roaster, you're probably wondering why I entered. Um, And I entered because I really believe in the coffee that I work with. And I really think it's the best coffee coming out of Nicaragua. So I wanted to bring little old Las Chicas onto a national stage. And I was super honored to be doing that. And the fact that I got a place and um, luck really just fell into my hand for the last few weeks. So yeah, um, anybody can... I mean, you have to be working as a barista, which I work at Streamliners part-time, so I had the availability to enter, Um, but the competition is so much more complex than you would imagine. So basically, the format of the competition is um, there's three courses, you have to make 12 drinks in 15 minutes. So each round, you're making four drinks for the four sensory judges. And then there's two technical judges watching everything you do. And then there's the head judge. So you're kind of working through all these these gears to be impressing the sensory judges by um, extracting shots and describing them in a way that perfectly describes the flavor of those notes. So they're the ones evaluating the flavor descriptions, the tactile notes, and the overall taste of the coffees. So... Um, yeah, they're, they're the four people that I'm serving the drinks to. And then there's two people standing behind me, behind the machine, watching all my technique. So am I tamping the same? Am I wiping the counter down every single time? Am I flushing the group head after every single use? Um, in what order? Are you wiping the group head and then flushing it and then wiping it? Or or are you flush, wipe, flush? (laughs) This is like barista lingo, (laughs) nerd to the max. But, you know, all of those details are so, so, so important. So, um, yeah, they're the ones just watching you. They're like bending over, like all up in your business, uh, making sure they can they can eye down every detail that you that you do. So that is super intimidating to have the people um, just flocking around you. <laughs> so there's four people in front of you, two people behind you, and then a third um, or one single head judge. And the head judge. The scores don't necessarily count, but they're they're the ones that they collaborate with everybody at the end. So say the four sensory judges can't come to an agreement, the head judge has tasted everything and seen all the technical sides, so they can kind of factor any argument that should arise if the judges can't agree. Because at the end of the day, all of the judges have to agree. 
So that was intimidating as hell. <laughs> I have seen competitions and I thought like, oh my gosh, you see those technical judges running around watching everything the people are doing. And I remember being terrified the first time I even watched a competition. So yeah, during the competition, I can confirm no less intimidating. Uh, yeah, so there's the judges. Um, and then there's the aspect of the competition where you're basically... Um, showcasing your understanding of that coffee and you're making a full story or a thesis um, I heard somebody describe it as like you're making your own TED talk while doing a coffee competition which I think perfectly describes it because you need to be engaging you need to have a story you need to be telling the story of the coffee and where it came from and how you got a hold of it how it was roasted how you're preparing it what the flavor notes are what they should expect what the aftertaste should be it's crazy y'all like it was wild so uh I kind of told the story of the Las Chicas coffee and went around that whole backstory but sometimes people focus on um, issues like a few people talked about climate change and what their coffee farmers are doing to help with that some people talk about um queer or feminist rights in coffee um people I mean you could really do whatever topic felt right <laughs> but um yeah I kind of divided mine up into three parts telling the story of Las Chicas the story of the coffee and my story with the coffee so had some good fun <laughs> did I win let's get that out of the way no friends I didn't win and I didn't place <laughs> there were six of us six people that could go through there were 10 of us competing I'm pretty sure um Yes, so I did not place the top six. I didn't expect to. It's very cutthroat. And a lot of times, baristas will compete um, two, three, four, five times before getting through or before getting placed. Um, just because it is so tech. Uh, it's all about the technique. Um, so I definitely think if I were ever to compete again, I would work with a somebody who has judged or knows the knowledge of judging because the judges got there and they had to do a full day of training in itself or two days or something they had like full training to go through full palette development to just work through super quick know all the rules they're not allowed to talk to the baristas so you're kind of in this vibe where everyone shows up the first day to get all set up I mean baristas have come from all over Canada um we had a few from Calgary Montreal um as far as the east coast so we had baristas from everywhere so everyone was kind of arriving getting settled um dialing in their espressos just kind of getting comfortable meanwhile the judges are getting right sent to training and they're not allowed to talk to anybody so i you, and i didn't know who the judges were going to be so you're kind of walking around the event and some people are just head down no eye contact can't look at you kind of thing it's like oh damn that's cold man and then you realize they're just not allowed to have any interaction with you so intimidation levels stay high the whole time um yes so Leading up to the competition, there's so much practice that goes into it. Um, just nailing down your muscle memory has to be so, so airtight, especially under that much pressure. So um, I was training five days a week for like six weeks. Like it was intense. The, the two weeks leading up, um, I had like 
my speech memorized and like on a voice note on my phone and it would be really funny if we inserted a clip of it just so you guys could hear how miserable I sounded like you hear me now you hear me on that voice clip I'm like yawning halfway through I was not to say I was miserable but just I I was going through it training those those few weeks like it was just so consuming and I'm uh so I'd be training after work so then it I'd have all this espresso (laughs) up all night and then back at it again I mean it was really intense I don't think anybody saw me for like a month straight so you know I feel good overall knowing that I put in the hours to compete I performed better than I thought I would have like usually public speaking I mean with this podcast you'd think I'd be great but I generally panic under that level of stress and intimidation um and I think I did a great like it it went I had fun with it I wasn't blackout (laughs) the experience wasn't like "Ah!" total fear so at the end of the day I feel like it was a personal win all those hours were worth it so I'm happy with the whole thing um nobody needs to feel sorry that I didn't place it takes a lot of hard work and just to even see the other competitors like thank god I went first I I went first day one got it out of the way and then I could just sit back and watch what all the other baristas were doing but you have to remember these are the best baristas in Canada right now so they're coming up with the most expensive coffees really innovative processes like just stuff you don't get access to or hear about or you know um see firsthand where these coffees have been through these crazy processes so in that sense the whole experience was so invigorating and so overwhelming and really fun and eye-opening and just like opened up this whole door (laughs) deeper into the coffee world which I feel like the coffee community has has a habit of doing that (laughs) just like allowing you to sink deeper and deeper and deeper in um but I'm not complaining it was really fun it was just god I I I knew they looked intimidating from afar and if you haven't seen one you should YouTube um barista competitions but oof to be in one I'll tell you it's just as insane I don't I don't know if I would do it again (laughs) I like spent so many nights crying myself to sleep waking up exhausted crying myself to work which is you know exhausting in itself (laughs) so I just don't know I don't know if I would want to do that again it's just so much fear fear going into it I think a lot of that would be better the next time around and that I've kind of seen like felt the waters a little bit and thank god I had Jess who Jess Andrews who is a barista at Streamliners um with me who was able to compete as well so we kind of had each other to lean on thank god <laughs> so um all those nights where I'm like is this normal to be having a fucking breakdown like this and she's like yeah girl on my third <laughs> it's like okay cool let's keep going then apparently you just got to embrace the madness and in the end, we both had so much fun and did so much better than we thought we would. And so many people came out. Oh my God. Okay. I went first. I go out. They like call you out. And the fucking eruption of people was so wild. I looked, we were in the train station and I just looked down Anderson Hall and there was 
a room packed full of people and usually that sort of thing like embarrassed me and it's like ah shut up <laughs> but it, it was oddly calming and I I want to thank anybody who came out to support me I know people came from all over to come watch and it really like settled my nerves in a really strange way and I saw so many smiling faces and so many people who I don't know but now they they've found me at the Covent Garden Market where I'm doing the bakery booth or something and they're like you know it's nice to meet you. I saw your performance. I heard about it. I went and that was so cool. And, and like a surprising amount of people have reached out to me who showed up in St. Thomas, which really warms my heart. Um, yeah. And I know that for Jess and I, it was such an opportunity to have the competition in a, in a small town like St. Thomas. I know a lot of people were kind of weary about how it would turn out, but honestly, St. Thomas showed the fuck up and everybody put in effort all the small businesses came out to support like ugh, it just it really it really 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 was more than I thought it would be and that's why it's so overwhelming I think so yeah good fun we and alongside of it they did a whole weekend in St. Thomas where we had this like elevated um, there's an elevated park in St. Thomas and there was a whole farm to table dinner that was organized. Um, Real City Brewery did a coffee beer. Um, there were just so many little things. Amanda Davies took it away, um, organizing shirts and logos and just like getting the message out. And so many people came together. And I need to thank on here. I, I don't even know if she's caught up with my podcast yet, <laughs> but I need to thank Cindy Bertram, who is a local chef in St. Thomas, and she is the owner of Elgin Harvest. She makes these incredible stone-cooked um, pizzas that I can never eat, but God, they look amazing. And she's just a really brilliant mind when it comes to working with flavor, and she, you know, runs a farm, so she's just so 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 brilliant and I had heard so many good things about her in the town like small towns you kind of hear word of the chef geniuses among us and I'd heard really really good things about her and uh while I was figuring out my sig drink oh sorry I didn't even get to that the three rounds uh for each for each course is there's a an espresso round a milk drink round and a sig drink round like a signature drink where you have to create uh, a special drink to amplify the flavors of your espresso and I had been kind of like spitballing all these ideas of something I wanted I love espresso tonics so I thought something like like effervescent like that would be really cool but I, I wasn't really coming coming close to my vision it wasn't honing in fast enough and Maria Fiaias was talking to Cindy Bertram at the cafe and just kind of spitballing my ideas. And Cindy met up with me and heard my ideas, heard the flavors I was aiming to highlight and just like took it away and totally helped me create this incredible signature drink. Um, it's a coffee cocktail with like a homemade peach syrup, um, an almond orsha, a homemade almond orsha. And if none of you know what an orsha is, I didn't either. But Cindy, the genius she is, was like, you don't know what an orsha is? <laughs> orsha, spell that. And I'll spell it for you because it's weird as hell. O-R-G-E-A-T. Google it. It's 
it's something you need in your coffee forever. Um, but basically it's like soaked nuts that you soak with like water and sugar and then you cook it down and you puree it into this like nut milk kind of thing with a splash of lemon juice and, um, is that it? Almond orcha, the espresso shot, peach syrup, and a few um, aromatic bitters. And then we shook it up and poured it, like shook it over ice and to garnish it. And this is why I fucking love Cindy. She's brilliant. She was making pizzas and had these peaches that were way too red. So she didn't want to use them on the pizzas. So she took the skins off the peaches and dehydrated them and then grind ground them up to make like a, a fine peach powder. I mean, she's brilliant. It was beautiful. Oh, so she, uh, I, I, I couldn't have done that without her. And Cindy's dad passed away the weekend of the competition or the weekend before. It's kind of insane zoo for me remembering that time, but it just hit at, at an insane time. And Cindy still had everything ready and was so supportive throughout and just was beyond generous so I, I I really meant a lot just to see you know people truly giving pieces of their heart and mind to support me is is really crazy so all in all a big thanks to everybody Okay, so I think that'll that'll wrap up our episode. I'm sure there's a ton I did not touch on. I already know there's things that I could have brought up that I didn't, but um, that's okay. If you have any more questions, just DM me if you want to know about anything. I'd be happy to chat forever. I mean, you guys know that. So yeah, that's all. Thank you for listening. I can't wait to see you guys soon. Let's get those cuppings organized coffee guys we'll talk soon